you cat and dog people. This is It's Training Cats and Dogs, the show for people with both cats and dogs who want peace in their home and peace between their animals. I'm Naomi Rotenberg, your source of practical strategies for keeping everyone in your multi-species household safe and sane. And today's episode is a dog and cat chat with Terry. So let's get started. Thank you so much for coming to talk with me about your pets. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and get your knowledge. <laughs> we'll see if we can come up with some stuff because I know you're struggling right now. So tell everyone who's listening a bit about your pets and your current situation so we can jump in and try Um So I have two cats, um, pumpkin and tofu, both rescue cats and both indoor cats. So, uh, you know, they don't go outside. We have a catio, a cat enclosure where they can go out. So they, they're happy indoor cat. Pumpkin's four and tofu's three. No, pumpkin's five and tofu's four. And we recently adopted Moose, who we thought would help the dynamic between them because pumpkin's a rough player and tofu's a little bit scared of her, but we can tell she wants to play. So we thought a cat-friendly dog would be a good addition to the dynamic. So we adopted a Romanian rescue called Moose. He was four months old when we got him and he's seven months old now. And we were told he was cat friendly, which hasn't seemed to be the case, unfortunately. So currently Moose lives downstairs and the cats live upstairs, separated by a stair gate that Moose is now able to jump with ease. So um, always on kind of high alert for cat safety. He doesn't want to hurt them. He just wants to play. But his play is probably a little bit aggressive for them and they really really frightened of him and because of his severe separation anxiety we can't leave him for more well we've worked really hard to get him up to 10 seconds left alone so we can't leave him so either the cats have no company as we're both with the dog or me and my partner don't see each other for hours or days because one's upstairs one's downstairs so it's been a hard few months and we just feel terrible for the cats because they've kind of lost their life like i said they've got the the catio outside which requires kitchen access but they can't go in the kitchen anymore. So their whole life has been condensed to two bedrooms and a study and sitting on the stairs. Got it. So in addition to the struggles of management and then trying to like move past this, you're also, you have a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> um, yeah. Both with your partner and also for your first animals. And we want to try to make sure everyone is has as high quality of life as possible while we're working through this. So my first question is, do the cats need to be upstairs and moose needs to be downstairs or can it flip? I haven't thought about that. I, I hadn't really considered that. Um, I don't see why it, no, I suppose Moose would have to be downstairs so he could have, um, so he can be taken up to the garden easily because he's still only young. He needs to go out probably every hour or two. Mm -hmm. So I think it might be traumatic for the cats to have him taken through their their domain mm -hmm. every hour again. Mm -hmm. But I'm not totally averse to the idea. Yeah. So the reason is right, it's springtime in the northern hemisphere where we are, and <laughs> it's going to be nicer weather. So having the cats have access to the catio would be very helpful for them and I think probably for you to feel like they're able to you know you built this thing for them so yeah. and they enjoy it so we're always trying to look for as much enrichment opportunities as possible for the individual animals so that when they do come together their behavior and psyche is in tip-top shape <laughs> so that the interactions can go well so you know we could go on this down this thought process, right? And say like, what kind of management could we do so that moose could come through and 
not bother the cats. Yeah, the difficulty with that would be thinking about it in terms of our quality of life is that we can't leave him at the minute. So that would mean that we live entirely upstairs. So it would be really difficult for us to cook and eat and chill <laughs> watching telly in the night. So I think that is difficult but I think we could certainly try and make more opportunities for the cat to spend time down so whenever he goes for a walk we take him out for a good 45 minutes three times a day and they get full access they queue at the stair gate as soon as they hear him leave to be let out and he goes to daycare once a week for a full day so they do get time out but we could definitely try and increase that yeah I would say that you could schedule in some time where like if someone's gonna take a nap upstairs Moose can go with and then I miss naps. We can't do that anymore. <laughs> but you can flip them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the cats could be down and they could be in their catio and, you know, one or both of you could be behind a closed door <laughs> with moose in the bedroom, something like that. Right. So there's lots of like, as long as you schedule it out and really kind of you're like thoughtful about it, then I don't want you to feel like everyone is prisoner in their spaces and only in their spaces. Yeah, that's what it feels like now. That's, that's certainly what it feels like for Martin and I, prisoner in the kitchen. Can't yep. leave the house, can barely leave the kitchen. And the cats are prisoner upstairs and they sit on the stairs looking at us in the kitchen, meowing for us. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. Oh. Yeah. So let's let's try to figure out if there's more ways to swap places, because then that's also going to give you more opportunities for individual enrichment for each animal and also to get a better sense of some sense so if he is never really smelling where the cats are resting and stuff like that then like during the day when he's awake <laughs> not like I'm, just, I'm assuming he goes upstairs with you at night to sleep no he doesn't he sleeps in the kitchen at night oh. which is so at odds with his separation anxiety because he sleeps all through the night uh-huh. in the day we cannot leave him for more than 10 seconds but in the night he sleeps all through the night downstairs in the kitchen really happy and chilled which is when the cats get their kind of time with us and they sleep in the bed in the middle under the covers Great. <laughs> and that's it okay yeah. so excellent <laughs> it's good that okay. you have that little bit of separation from him that you know you can spend sometimes with cuddles and with the cats and everything okay so that's being our savior um but what that does mean is moose literally never goes upstairs we take him we try to take him up a couple of times a uh, every other day maybe uh, we take him up on the lead and a harness we have the slip lead and a harness so he's extra secure so we can't chase and the cats go under the bed and they stay under the bed when he's there mm-hmm. but he very calmly lies next to the bed he knows they're under there and he and, and we reward his calmness mm-hmm. and he just lies right next to, uh, next to the bed but they're so frightened to come out so at this point he's kind of not the problem here mm-hmm. I I think almost the da- for them the damage has been done and he- they've been barked at and chased mm-hmm. they're so scared of him now and he he has started to learn calmness and he's pretty chill when we do bring him up to see them in the bedroom but as soon as they they think i've had enough under this bed i'm gonna scarper into the next room that's when his chasing kicks in mm-hmm. okay so we're hitting on the the crux of the matter here which is that we have to focus on building their confidence and their ability to move around the space without bolting and acting more like prey. (laughs) So 
this is where we can do a lot of work with the cats themselves. So I would recommend that we do a few things. One is like simulating Moose coming upstairs, but he's not actually coming. So like have like bring his bed up or something that smells like like him upstairs into the bedroom area. And then you want to encourage the cats to go around the space. So do they have perches and stuff up in the bedroom area or are they is the only place for them to feel safe under the bed? Um, There is a... We moved not super long ago and there's a pile of boxes <laughs> that they like to perch on and we put a pillow on it. So that's where they chill. And we have windows and tofu's favorite place is to sit on top of wardrobe doors and any kind of doors so there are high access places for her pumpkins are a little bit fatter so she does struggle to get <laughs> to jump up on the doors but um no we the the perch the, the are downstairs and we moved one downstairs uh, at the bottom of the stairs so tofu can pop out between the banisters and sit by the bottom of the stairs which she does do maybe we could get another one for the bedroom so they do have higher space yeah i would recommend making sure that like if they feel like the only way they can be safe is to go under the bed and that's not normally where they are comfortable like when they're by themselves they're not hiding under the bed right i'm assuming they're up on the bed or they're up on in the window or something like that yeah they they do chill under there sometimes, but generally, no, they, they would be on a windowsill or on a bed. Yeah, so I would really recommend looking at that room first and saying, okay, how can we make it so that they could easily pop up, even Pumpkin, who might not go all the way up to the doors, <laughs> but to hang out there and relax there so that they could watch this stupid dog running around, but not feel like they have to run in order to be safe from him and what i would recommend is actively reinforcing them up there so i would feed them treats up there i would feed them their meals up on different perches in that room so that like going up there is a highly reinforcing activity in and of itself and then what you could do is bring in like i said before something that smells like moose and then cue them to go up there and do some relaxation up on these perches so that you have built up the behavioral repertoire for them so that they're much more likely to choose that to do instead of booking it under the bed. Um, and that's also enrichment for them in the room too, more high spaces, climbing things. That's a that's something we could definitely do like even as you know quickly as tomorrow. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's cool. And if they like playing, like following a wand toy or something like that, then you can have them follow a wand toy up around, up and down on the bed, off the bed, up on your perches and stuff like that. Oh, they would definitely follow that. <laughs> so, and that would give you quality time with them as well, right? So we're not talking like long periods of time here. It's a few minutes here, a few minutes there. So I would recommend that you and Martin, you said his name was? Yeah. You know, you can kind of swap off who's like to spend time with the cats doing these kind of fun things um, should help alleviate some of the guilt for you as well. And you can also think about whether, you know, you can carry or train them to just pop down the stairs and then go into the catio for like a little bit of a, I'm just thinking yeah. like a little spa time like a little vacation like a mini vacation during the day or something like that so but the good thing is tofu is much more confident in pump in a lot of ways she's much more anxious but in other ways she's she's a very strange cat 
every night or most evenings when Moose is, he doesn't calm very much. He's a very over aroused dog, but in the evenings he does cuddled up on the sofa with us. And once she sees he's asleep, she she hops off the stairs and runs through to the kitchen and goes out the catio. So she will come down when she knows he won't chase her. Obviously sometimes he, his ears prick and he hears the little footsteps and then he chases. But we started to kind of prep the evenings more by closing the conservatory door just so she can fit through and he can't. Mm -hmm. She's much quicker than him. She can get out. So that's, that's, I think, helped. But it's hard to get back in then without him seeing her and trying to chase her back the other way. Yeah. So I would use management in those scenarios, right? So if you know that you said, no. Which one is tofu is the one who you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, I was like, wait a second, which which food am I talking about? Okay, so tofu <laughs> tofu is the one who is more trusting that, you know, if he's relatively calm, then she have she can she has a chance. <laughs> so Yeah, she's much quicker and she can get between the banister slat easier. So she yeah, she's she's very got nimble. Got it. Okay, so I would say that creativity wise you could look to see if there are shelves or something that would work in your space that you could so she doesn't have to hop on the ground in order to get towards the catio area if not that's okay i think i think spatially i don't think that would work because we have a very open plan kitchen so i uh, i don't think that would work that's that's okay that's you know it's always a like my first thing is like so you to see if you can make it as easy as possible. But if not, then we just have to worry about Moose. So I would have him either like tethered to you on leash in the evenings or whenever you think Tofu is going to come out so that you can, you know, you're just holding on to it. You're not like actively keeping him back, right? It's just so that if he does get triggered that he won't be able to complete the chase behavior. And you can be actively reinforcing him. You're doing some, you know, relaxation reinforcement work with him. And he's so good at it. He is so good at it. Which is great. And so you can use those opportunities as setups if you want. The best thing would be to know that that situation is going to happen and then plan ahead for it, making sure that we are preventing the full chase sequence from happening and being reinforcing to him and being scary for her and then theoretically pumpkin will realize that things are looking up a little bit that's what we keep saying once tofu's once tofu cracks it we know pumpkin will follow suit yeah because tofu and pumpkin both sit on the stairs knowing he's there knowing he's watching Mm -hmm. knowing he's barking and they both just sit and watch him just you know, laughing at him. Yeah. Um, but Tofu has started to like run towards him to give him a smack a bit more. He's got a big scar on his nose now, bless him. But Pumpkin's very ambivalent towards him. She doesn't really want to come close or go away. She's just quite happy coexisting, but Tofu's wanting a bit a bit more and she's got the confidence to try a bit more. Yeah. It's it's definitely seems like safe the feeling of safety is what's really important here. Like they would be willing to try things if yes. they felt like they knew he was behind a barrier of some kind or being prevented. Once he's behind the baby gate, they're fine. As soon as they open the, the space is more opened, it's it's different for them. And it's the same for Moose when they're behind a baby gate. He seems to know I can't get them. I can just sit and watch quite happily, but as soon as he sees them somewhere less expected the kitchen the living room 
he kind of freaks out because he's not he's not prepared yes to see them there he, he, yeah the sudden appearance of cats ah so exciting so fun yeah. yeah so the one thing that i would encourage you to think about in your space is whether you know right now the the baby gate is so predictable because it, it is in one particular spot there's like always that same barrier is there a way that we can change up this place so that there is an, another barrier between them, like an exercise pen or something like around the couch, perhaps where he, it's not there. And that doesn't have to be there all the time. Right. But yeah, but that, no, I, I'm, I'm just thinking that's the difficulty with Moose. He can jump um, about 1.234 meters. Yeah. So he would also be on leash during these times. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah, we have a pen that we used when we first brought him home. We have a little pen. Yeah, so it would be a signal for the cats as well because they are used to trusting the baby gate. So if they see a baby gate-like thing. I love that idea. Yeah, we have that already. We could do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely still keep him on leash and I would be actively reinforcing him for relaxation or giving him some kind of chew. Like if you see a cat thinking about coming, like making sure that he is generally occupied. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we want to reinforce the cat's bravery by managing his behavior and having him be acting more trustworthy because he is starting to do that. That's the, that's the frustrating thing. They've both come so far and we just don't know how to get it to the next stage because he is so much calm around them and they've started getting more confident. But just little things keep happening that seem to just set us back so far. But I know that they can, that they could be. He's not, you know, he's not a lost cause. I, I know that they could be in, yeah, it's just how to take, you know, how to help everyone. Yeah, so it seems like, you know, we have a few different ways to go about it. And a lot of it is really kind of just pushing the envelope of what you're already doing, right? So let's go over our action items really quickly. We are going to create more spaces in the bedroom for the cats and you're going to actively reinforce them for traversing the room while up then you can bring a moose like thing in for them to practice going up on those things while he quote unquote is there and we're also going to have him be more managed during the times when the cats are more likely to want to see what's going on so if they're always wanting to see you in the kitchen, <laughs> right, while you're cooking, then maybe he is tethered to you while you're cooking. But definitely in the evenings when you're all watching TV and the cats are thinking about coming down, that would be an ideal time to have that X-Pen out so the cats realize there is a barrier there. He's also on leash, so he can't jump. And then they can potentially be more comfortable to explore. That's a great... I have one more question, if that's okay. Um, it's related to that because we, when we've managed to get them both in the kitchen and things seem to be going okay, a massive—I almost know the answer before you before you even say—he, um, we, we have laminate floor and his claws, when he's scrabbling to get to them, make the most awful noise, and that scares that scares the cats to death. Mm -hmm. And it seems to get him more worked up. This noise. So I know the answer is to put loads of rugs down. We don't have loads of rugs for the kitchen, so I wonder if you can think you can let me know another time if there's any management we could do to kind of stop that because it scares them because they feel like they can get through and then he starts scrabbling and even when he can't get to them 
the noise really scares them. Yeah. So the answer is going to be send me a picture of your kitchen. Yeah, I can do that. And then we can discuss offline what the best option might be. Because that, yeah, that, that'll be, that's the only barrier I can think of for this otherwise fantastic plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I'm really glad that we were able to do this and I look forward to seeing how things progress. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. These are such helpful ideas. No problem. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode helped you feel less alone in your struggles with your cats and dogs, please subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes. And if you know someone who has cats and dogs and maybe they'd like their pets to get along a little better, please pass the information for this episode or any other episode of this show onto them. I would love for everyone in the world who needs this kind of information to get access to the show and be able to get the resources that they need. And if you want to do a dog and cat chat with me on the podcast, make sure to go to praiseworthypets.com slash chat and you'll be able to head to my link and schedule a time. And that is all for this episode, you wonderful cat and dog people. See you next week for more It's Training Cats and Dogs. Bye.